opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome. This is GTUI, and the session uh, is on crossing the big pond to Hawaiian paradise with your guide dog. We want to start out first with a couple words from our president, Sarah Calhoun, and she'll be uh, joining us uh, on Zoom as a panelist for the Zoom person. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this wonderful presentation. And aloha to our guest speaker, Vicki Kennedy, and uh, anxious to learn uh, the best ways to travel to your uh, beautiful uh, Hawaii. And I'm sure everyone else is as well. Um, enjoy the program and enjoy the rest of the convention. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. And also, um, we invite you to join GDUI. You can call our uh, um, office manager, Lynn Merrill, at 866-799, what is it, 8436? 8436. 8436. 866-799-8436. Yes, or you can go to the website, gdui.org. Um, yeah. Thank you. And before we get to the meat of the program, the best part of the program, I want to just announce real quickly three drawing uh, door prize winners. So we have uh, the first one goes to Nancy Ramboli uh, Trzinski, I believe. And it's a microfiber uh, dog bath towel and has some bright embroidery on. It's very nice. Our second door prize winner is Craig Phillips, and Craig will get a package of five scrubby instant bath mitts, no rinse. They're really terrific. And our third door prize winner is Wendy David, and Wendy will be getting a $10 gift certificate from Amazon. And uh, that'll all come to you, the first, everything via mail, so just be on the lookout. So now the fun part. Hawaii is blessed in so many, many ways, uh, being the only state in our union um, that does not have rabies, and they want to keep it that way. Uh, <laughs> so uh, as a means of doing this, they have rather stringent um, animal uh, admittance uh, procedures that are administered by the Department of Agriculture. And um, at first glance, this seems to be rather overwhelming and daunting, but Vicki here is going to uh, explain to us how to navigate through these waters so that your trip to Hawaii, whether it be by cruise ship or by jet, um, comes uh, uh, off as seamlessly as possible and that you will be able to enjoy yourself in this beautiful uh, paradise. And Vicki has lived for quite a few years in Hawaii. She lives in Iwa Beach 
and I'm really excited. And I have to say, this is Vicki's first ACB convention. Yes. And yes, and she is so excited to be here yes, and I volunteered. Am. So thank you, Vicki. Thank you so much, Maria. Okay. <laughs> well, good afternoon and aloha, everyone. And a special aloha to all of our wonderful and amazing guide dogs here. And um, it is truly a, a pleasure and an honor to be here with you uh, today. And, um, and I'd, I welcome all of you here uh, to those who are in person, as well as those of you who are on Zoom. I want to also thank the ACB family and also GDUI for giving me this opportunity to share some very important information to make your trip to Hawaii a very memorable one for you, but mostly for your guide dog. I, before we go into the, the meat of my, my presentation, I want to introduce you, and you can't see him, but you may come and say hello after, right here with me is my third guide dog in 23 years, and his name is Buddy. Isn't that a cool name for a dog? My Buddy. And, and so when people pass by us when we're walking, they'll go, oh, hi, Buddy. And I'm thinking, I asked my husband, how do they know my dog's name? But of course, it's a Buddy, okay? But anyway, all three of my guide dogs are from Guide Dogs for the Blind in San Rafael, California. And I've been so blessed with three wonderful and amazing guides. My first two uh, are, were females, and Buddy is my uh, sole gentleman. He's my southern gentleman because he was raised in San Antonio, Texas. And he is my Velcro dog. And uh, so all three of my dogs are just amazing. And um, he is my soulmate and my partner. And I always say that my dogs are the next best thing to having my sight back. I bet you are all wondering, so what is the big deal about traveling to Hawaii with a guide dog? That makes it so daunting. You know, you've come from Florida to Schaumburg. Washington, D.C. to Schaumburg, Arizona to Schaumburg, Utah to Schaumburg. And the only thing extra that you have to do now is to fill in the inaccessible attestation form, right? Okay. Well, there's only one word to explain why I am here, and that's rabies. And as Maria had mentioned, Hawaii is the only state in the union that does not have rabies, nor do we want rabies, and we want to keep it that way. Uh, when I was a little girl, and we always had four or five dogs from a fox terrier to a shepherd all the time, uh, we would go to the clinic, and the only vaccination I knew of was, oh, well, the, the regular vaccinations that our dogs would get but never a rabies shot. So all the dogs in Hawaii do not have to get the rabies shot. However, if that family were to make a trip to the mainland and you put one paw on the continent of the United States, whether it be a little Chihuahua paw or a Newfoundland paw, 
you have to get the rabies shot. Okay? And so that's why the State Department of Agriculture is very, very strict about this. And I have had the uh, good fortune of, of being on the board of directors for Guide Dogs for the Blind for nine years. And I traveled extensively from Hawaii to here and back many, many times. I was born and raised in Hawaii, and we lived on the mainland for a few years, about 22 years, because of my husband's business. And uh, so that's why I had to go through this process many, many times. Okay, now we're retired and we're back in Hawaii. So I did this uh, uh, traveling with a buddy several times now before COVID. And now we're back, hopefully, from COVID and we can travel uh, well from now on. Okay, so let's start with a virtual travel to Hawaii. So what do you do? First of all, let's try and make a, a travel date, okay? So here we are, July the 4th. If you wish to travel with your guide dogs uh, very soon, because I'm going to excite you with the destination, and you say, oh, well, I want to go to Hawaii right now. I want to go with my guide dog. So you want to try to go there maybe in about a month and a half. Not going to happen. When you travel to Hawaii, of course, all of your guide dogs have the rabies shot already. However, the rabies shots are good for three years, right? Okay, everybody gets that shot. All the dogs get that shot. And, <laughs> and so if your dog got the rabies vaccination maybe two and a half years before, I highly recommend that you go to your veterinarian, talk to your veterinarian, and get the rabies shot now. Two weeks later, you get the titer shot. And the titer shot is a blood draw. And uh, that titer test goes automatically to either one of two places, Kansas State University, or now they have another university that does the Sabin shots, uh, Sabin tests. And it's called University of Auburn. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> little senior moment there. University of Auburn in Alabama. Because Kansas State University is overwhelmed with all of the pets, as well as service dogs, who travel to Hawaii. So now University of Auburn takes the load off that. Uh, overwhelming feeling for, for Kansas State. Because sometimes uh, in the last year or so, Kansas State was so overwhelmed that they could not get to those tests in time for travel. And so what happened? Some of the dogs were put into quarantine. And that is really very, very sad because especially for us, who travel with our dogs, we depend on our dogs during all of our travel. And so please, when you go to your veterinarian, 
for the, the seven test, for the tighter test, let them know to call the, uh, Kansas State or University of Auburn. Let them know that your dog is a guide dog or it's your service dog because we have other service dogs uh, like dogs for diabetics and seizure dogs and so forth and so on. So maybe they will make a little bit of a, um, a special attention to that dog so they can get that, that titer test as soon as possible. Though that the results of the titer test will go immediate, well, when they're done with it, it'll be faxed to the Depart Department of Agriculture in Hawaii, as well as your veterinarian. Once that test is done, that's when you start to make your plans for Hawaii and you allow yourself to to possibly two and a half months for that thing to, to be processed, okay? Now, fortunately, coming out here, I did the, the rabies test in March and the titer test two weeks after that because this year, uh, Buddy's rabies and titer were going to expire in June and July. So I did it in March so I could make that trip in late June. And sure enough, wouldn't you know it, because it was really early, I got it within, uh, I think, about six weeks. It was uh, sent over to the Department of Agriculture quarantine station. So Buddy was all clear to travel. Okay, so you have a date. You allow two and a half months for all of the test results to go through. So now you can start to... That, that process of reaching out to the Department of, Trans, uh, Department of Agriculture. And in doing so, you either fax or you can email to rabiesfree at hawaii.gov, G-O-V for government. So rabiesfree at hawaii.gov. And when you do that, for those of you who have graduated from a guide dog's school, you, you probably get a, a ID card with you and your guide dog. I know guide dogs for the blind does it. And so you take a picture of it front and back to show that you are who you are and your dog's registration number, the 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 uh, the number for your identification number for your dog it has all of that history on take a picture front and back and then you let them know when you are traveling the the uh, the date the time of arrival airline airline flight number and when you get over to Hawaii they would like to know where you are staying whether it be a hotel, you give the name of the hotel and the address. If you're staying with a friend, you give the address of your friend's home. Okay? So they want to know where you are going. And once you do that, you're fine. You wait for all of the test results to come in. And I would keep following up with 
the satellite uh, with the quarantine station. Okay. Now, follow up, follow up, follow up is truly important. This quarantine department will not call you back. They will not take the time nor the expense of calling long distance. So email is good. Faxing is good. When you email, you do not put an attachment on it because like everybody else, we don't trust the attachment sometimes. Okay, so fax or just email with the information. After you do that, when you give them all of your travel itinerary, then, you know, you tell you give the date of the travel and so forth and so on. But there is another hang up. Okay, there is another hang up. Fly to Honolulu first. If you are traveling with a companion, I suggest you travel to Maui as well first. The reason being that traveling to the Honolulu destination, it's free of charge. The vet techs are right there at the airport to check on your dog. Unfortunately, there is no more terminal inspection. So you cannot ask for the terminal inspection so you can walk off the jetway and right there at the gate, the vet tech is there and you hand over the health certificate, which your dog needs as well within 10 days of travel. You uh, show them the original certificate and they will check that certificate. They will wand your dog for the microchip. Make sure it's the dog that you were talking about all these months in preparation for your trip. And then they will make sure that your dog does not have fleas or ticks. They will go against the fur uh, in the back of the dog to make sure it doesn't have the eggs of the fleas and we'll check between the toes for ticks, okay? Speaking of ticks, that's another good thing for you to know because in Hawaii, we don't have rabies and we don't have ticks that cause Lyme disease as well, okay? We have the regular brown ticks, which are, you know, really kind of ugly, and uh, they're just, just really yucky, aren't they, Maria? But anyway, I don't know what the Lyme ticks look like, but we don't have them, okay? So that's a good thing for all of you to know as well. So they will check on that, and within five minutes, your dog is ready to go, all right? But before we have the luxury of asking for terminal inspection right at the jetway, at the gate, uh, the gateway, I, sh I should say. And uh, that was not a problem. But since COVID, the vet techs do not come into the airport terminal. Okay. So, you know, you're taking a five-hour ride from California to Hawaii or from O'Hare it might be an eight-hour flight, maybe a little longer. So it's a good thing because you can now walk. 
And uh, if you come in from uh, with United, from that United terminal, it's quite a, uh, quite a walk, but we have what we call the Wiki Wiki bus. Wiki Wiki in Hawaii means a fast bus, not that fast, but it's, it's better than walking. And so they'll drop you off at the top of where the baggage claim is, but you don't go and get your baggage. Somebody will accompany you. You don't worry when you go to Hawaii. You don't have to worry about saying, asking the question, where is the satellite quarantine station? Because they will not let you out of their sight because you may have a rabid dog with you. Okay. <laughs> um, just kidding. But anyway, so they will accompany you to the satellite quarantine station. So it's a little walk. Now, if you are unable to do so, please let them know and they will uh, accommodate you with a wheelchair. Now, make, make sure though, because a wheelchair can harm your dog as well, because people who are wheelchair porters they will wheel you and they only look in front of you, right? Your dog, remember, is on a leash. So they're not even thinking of, you know, checking on where your dog is versus the people coming towards you and your dog. So please be very, very careful about that. I always walk it because I need the exercise after after being on a flight for a long time. But they will help you to the satellite quarantine station. And after that, you're, you can go back to the terminal and get your bags or have somebody you are flying with get the bags with for you and meet you either at the satellite quarantine station or you go to the baggage claim. Now, I told you to fly into Honolulu because it's free of charge because the government officials are right there. If you go to Maui, direct flight to Maui, then you are going to be uh, checked by the a vet tech or someone from the Maui Humane Society. And you will be uh, getting out your visa card and you'll be paying $150 for that. Okay. Now I tell, I asked, I just mentioned that go to, you can go directly to Hawaii. Now from Honolulu to Hawaii, if you're lucky, you can get a Hawaiian airlines flight or a Southwest flight for $59. If you're lucky, if it's on sale, and if you're really lucky, $39. But if you're not, it'll be maybe $100 or more. Okay? But Maui would be cheaper if you go two by two. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait for, I, I would always say, give yourself two and a half hours to three hours. We have about 185 plus flights from Honolulu to the neighbor islands, so you don't have to worry about waiting a whole night in Honolulu to get your flight to a neighbor island, okay? So Honolulu is the cheapest because it's free. 
Okay. Then Maui is the, is the second because it's only $150 to check your dog. However, if you are going to Kauai or to the big island of Hawaii, don't go directly to those islands. It'll be $450 to Kauai or anywhere between $150 to $450 to the big island. Because sometimes they may have to close the vet clinic in order to go across town to take care of you and your dog. Okay? That's why the expense. Because it's quite remote, especially in Kauai, as, as well as on the big island of Hawaii. So if you're going to go to Kauai, Kauai or the island of Hawaii, to Kona or to Hilo, I suggest you fly into Oahu to Honolulu and then allow yourself at least two and a half hours to three hours so you can walk back to the Hawaiian Air or the Southwest Terminal and you may take a flight to Kauai or the Big Island after that. Okay? All right. After you go to the neighbor islands, you don't have to fly back to Honolulu in order to fly back to the mainland because they don't care anymore. They only care if you bring a dog into Hawaii. As far as leaving the islands, you're free to leave whenever you want to, and you don't have to show any other um, certificates of the health certificate or any rabies vaccination records, nothing. You just leave. And we say thank you very much and aloha, right? Okay. Now, you're probably wondering, well, I'd like to take a cruise to Hawaii. So you come by ship. And your first port of call may be on another island. And you're wondering, well, what do I do? You still do the same process of going through quarantine. Okay? So you do the, the email to rabiesfree at hawaii.gov. You go through everything like you're flying into Honolulu. But what you do is the island of Oahu, I should say, won't have to send anybody from the island to meet the ship. Somebody from the State Department of Agriculture will meet you the morning of your departure from that ship wherever you are. And it depends on which island. I don't know which island it'll stop first, but sometimes it's on Kauai, sometimes on the big island, but not Maui. Usually Maui is uh, after all of those other islands. But you will be informed by the personnel on board the ship that someone will be meeting you at wherever they tell you to meet that somebody from the customs, from the Department of Quarantine will be there to meet you and your dog and you just present the papers and that's it, okay? So 
it's really, it sounds daunting because you have to do the rabies first, give yourselves at least two and a half months or more. And then two weeks later, you do the titer test. And then within 10 days of your departure from the mainland to Hawaii, you will need to do, make an appointment with your veterinarian for a health certificate. And what it is, is just a visit to the vet and she or he fills out the paper. It'll give the chip number, the rabies vaccination record, tighter, tighter results. Uh, what do you put on your dog? Do you give the dog a heart guard and frontline plus or whatever you do? They recommend Frontline Plus because of the ticks, okay? So you, all, all of that information is right there on that paper, okay? And uh, that's all they need to see, but it must be the original certificate. So I suggest that when you travel with your dog, you have the rabies certificate, you have the health certificate, make copies of it okay because already now you're used to doing paperwork aren't you because of the the great department of transportation form the attestation form that your dog is a legitimate guide dog or a service dog and then like we had to do with buddy for the first time we have the um the pleasure of filling out another form to say that, yes, my dog will not have an accident on board the plane and my dog can hold it for at least eight hours or more, okay? And uh, please remember, too, that when you travel, now with the attestation forms and everything and with all the airlines, each airline has their own way of dealing with those forms. I'm sure all of you have had experiences with that, okay? So far, I've only traveled on United and Hawaiian Air, and it is a piece of cake. United, I call, make res well, we do reservations online, and then we call the accessibility line as many of you do, I'm sure. And they treat you like royalty because our dogs all go up to the bulkhead, right? And then they treat you very nicely. But with, and then, and then you make a, a copy of that. So you give them the copy and that's it. Hawaiian Airlines, you do the same thing. You make a copy of that and you write to Hawaiian saying that you've got a guide dog and they say, okay, we have noted that you have a guide dog. And then they just say, all right, we'll check in your dog when you come and bring a copy. Then when you bring all of the forms to Hawaiian Air, it's really quite cute. They, make a, they have a picture of a dog and they put it on the back of your luggage tag or your boarding pass. So they know that when you give the boarding pass, there's a picture of a dog behind it. Okay, so that's really cute. But you don't have to worry about it. 
Other airlines, though, uh, I think with, with some airlines, 72 hours before, if not before that, you have to make sure that you email them and make sure that you give them a code that they have given you for your dog. If you don't do that, let me tell you, you will be off the plane. Because a friend of ours, she had a dog, an assist dog, because she doesn't have balance. She can't pick up things, so her dog picks up for her. She had a first-class ticket on this one airline. And because she did not check in with this airline within 72 hours prior, she went on first-class seat now. And... um, Within 20 minutes, they asked her to disembark. Okay? And she had to wait for four days to fly back to, to Honolulu. Yeah. So it's, it's sticky. And I don't know. I, I understand Southwest is easy. I can't speak for other airlines because I have not heard. But you have to really do your homework and not forget anything. Okay, because otherwise you and your dog will suffer. Okay, so anyway, um, I think I I went through it. I hope not too fast, but let me tell you too. I can be reached in two ways via phone, okay, or my email. Let me give you my email now. And for those of you who want to braille it, you can. I also have my card that I can I can give out, and my husband will help. He he has my cards too, so he can give it to you as you walk out out the door. But my email is a little bit complicated, but it's V for Vicky, R for Robert, E Edward, I India. K Kennedy, O Oscar, K Kennedy at gmail.com. So it's V R E I K O K at gmail.com. And why it's so a little bit different is V is for Vicky, Reiko is my middle name, and K is for Kennedy. Because a lot of it, had, uh, you know, I couldn't use Vicky K or Vicky VRK because it was already taken. So I said, I bet nobody has the middle name of Reiko. So it's vreikok at gmail.com. My phone number, my cell number, because I get a lot of calls, so I don't mind. It's for you and your dog. My phone number is... Eight zero eight two 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 eight eight six two. Again, my phone cell number is eight zero eight two 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 eight eight six two. Okay. I'm Jim, her driver. Uh, I'm, I'm her tech support guy too. Um, she got it all right, but just a little supplement comment on, on United. All you have to do is fill the form out and take it with you. You don't have to send it to them or nothing. On Hawaiian Air, you can do it online 
and it'll register it. You do have to register that online on their site, but they have a link that they can go straight through. Uh, that too should be done really at about 72 hours ahead of time. Uh, then you take a copy of it. The others have a lot of bells and whistles you've got and hoops you have to go through, but those two are really, really easy. See, I'm technologically challenged, but uh, you know that those forms are inaccessible for us anyway, right? Okay, thank you. So I don't fill out those things. But um, I think we can go for questions now, if you don't mind. Thank you. This is Terry Terlovicki. You have made this process make more sense to me than anybody else I've ever heard try to tell me what to do. Uh, thank you for that. You, your program description did not lie. You have demystified this. Um, <laughs> I, I do, just, just to add, I flew American and I was absolutely gobsmacked by how easy it was. I expected trouble. You could complete it online, submit it online. They sent you back a code that will let you fly American for a year with the same dog unless your vaccinations run out. And it was amazing. But uh, I know some aren't. So thank you so much. Okay. One other thing. Vicki has a white paper. It's about five or six pages that she can email to you. And it outlines all of this information for you, as well as the actual contact information for each island. Okay. The, the Department of Transportation form is the same for all airlines. They can add a few things. But they can't, they can't add for request other personal information. But the DOT form is the same for all. The procedure and getting it registered with them is what's so different from airline to airline. There are the two forms. The regular one about this is a service dog. It's been trained. Your attestation yourself that it is a service dog. And the other one is my dog can hold its being poop. It doesn't say that on the form. But that's basically that it is able to control its relieving until you get to your destination for long flights. And that's defined as anything over eight and a half hours. Going to Hawaii from the Midwest or the East, you're going to be over that period. So you have to be sure to use that uh, attestation form regarding ability to hold its relieving. Okay. So anyway, I am so glad that um, it's pretty easy and uh, as Jim mentioned, I did write a white paper for Guide Dogs for the Blind. They have it for their support center. So if any of the dogs from Guide Dogs for the Blind want to go to Hawaii, they give them that paper and then they say, call Vicky. <laughs> and, um, and they let me know who they gave it to. But I've given you my personal email and my cell number. And um, so you can call me and I can send it over to you via email. Oh, I think it's about five or six pages. I'm not sure. And after all of the rules and regs of getting your dog over there, for those of you who have a guide dog for the very first time, I do give tips on how to travel and how to pack for your dog. And uh, the one thing, I'm not sure if you all do this, but when I traveled with Frida, my first guide dog in, in 2000, uh, I, just, I just did it because I wanted her to be comfortable on the plane. 
and I had a little pad for her so she could, you know, lie down on the pad on the plane. And I'll never forget this. And that's why I do this all the time. A flight attendant on United Airlines said, oh, I am so glad you have something for your guide dog to lay on because you have no idea the chemicals that go into cleaning the rugs on this plane. Okay. And so from then on, boy, I have a nice blanket for <laughs> it. It's a small one. It, it's like a fleece pad or a little, you can even use a baby blanket, you know, not too big so that you can roll it up and put it in your tote bag. But I do that. And <clears throat> my second guide dog, Angela, um, she was on there. And as I would, you know, as we would descend, I don't want to say as we go down with the plane, as we would descend upon arrival for whatever destination, I tend to roll it up, uh, you know, fast. And then she just goes right down and she says, okay, I'll just wait till we can get off. And just in that short time, when I got to my destination of her puppy raiser, because I used to go for my board meetings at Guide Dogs, she says, now, what's this on her tummy? And I said, what? And she said that uh, she had rash on her tummy. And it was because I guess she was susceptible to that. And so she got rash on her tummy. And it was because she had her tummy on the, on the carpet of the airline, of the airplane. Okay. So I'm very, very conscious of that. And I all, even inter-island, I do that with, with Buddy as well. Okay. So please remember to do that for your dog. Um, it's, it's just a little bit of, you know, precaution. All right. And um, so I have things on those sheets, how to pack and, um, you know, your rations for food, the supplements we have to put in, um, the, the grooming tools, your toothbrush, toothpaste, the whole bit. Okay. It's like traveling with a baby, a child, right? So I always pack her, his stuff first before I do mine. It's, it's, you, you do that for your kids when, when you go, okay, got to travel with all kinds of stuff just in case of whatever. And that's how I travel with my dogs. You mean boarding the plane if something should happen and they take you off? You, you have to really stand your ground, but I suggest you do it politely <laughs> because um, if you're kind to them, you'll make a lot more headway than t telling them off, okay? But um, you just let them know that this is, because I've had that incident with an uh, agent at the check-in of United long, long time ago. Okay, I was up there, and she says, you can't take your dog in the plane. I said, well, this is my guide dog. I don't care. And she was very snitty about it. And uh, I said, no, this is a guide dog. She's a registered guide dog, and uh, she travels with me. She says, no, you need a crate for your dog. I said, may I speak with your supervisor? 
And uh, you're right, that's right. And there's a complaint res resolution officer, right? With, with an airline. Complaint resolution officer, a crow without the W, okay? But when it happens right then and there, you and you need to go, you ask for the supervisor. So this is what happened. She gets the supervisor, supervisor comes, and she says, yes, Mrs. Kennedy. And I said, uh, this is my guide dog. She's from Guide Dogs for the Blind. And we have the right to go on board with the guide dog. She, she will sleep at my feet. Oh, Mrs. Kennedy, why, of course, it's a service dog. And uh, this person, the, the other one who registered us, she was not happy. <laughs> okay. But... Um, uh, you have to really stand your ground. And sometimes like with this one person, because she did not comply with that, the, the nine digit code for her dog, um, she couldn't do anything about it. And they didn't try to help her until four days later, she had her ticket to go back. Okay. Uh, you have to be your own advocate. All right. And it's the way you do it that can or that can help you or can just really go against you. So be be nice about it. firm, but nice. Like the Steven Spielberg way of doing things. Act like, you know, you belong there. <laughs> but um, yeah, because if, if you tell her off and be very snitty about it. Uh, it's it's not going to work. It's not going to work. But they even though you have the right to, right? They yeah. can slow walk it till the plane leaves. Yes. If you're yes. That's right. So, and then after that, then you can do whatever you need to do to work with the agent or somebody in command. Okay. But then it's too late, but you, you will miss your flight, I guess. It's happened. May I just yes, add sure. one thing, a tip for traveling, which I, I flew in with Delta, and I don't know if air, all airlines do it, but it's on their website, and it's very clear if you're traveling with a guide or service dog. Um, for baggage, all the equipment, the things you need, it's considered medical equipment, uh, travels free. But I keep that in a separate bag. It's his piece of luggage. So his bedding, his food, his toys, whatever. And I don't think you can mix it with your luggage and get it free. You know, so most of his stuff fits in his bag. And what doesn't goes in mine and I paid for it. I, I usually have a rolling tote bag that I, I pack with all of his food and his medical stuff. And then, of course, I put my medication in there as well. But um, please know to always pack for two to three days extra when you fly with your dog. Because you can feed yourself if you have to stay overnight. But if you have no food for your dog, your dog can't eat. There's no Petco near the airport, okay? And so this is why always travel with two to three day ration for your dog, always, but not in that suitcase. It's a carry on. Well, everyone, thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate you. 
And um, please remember if you are flying to anywhere, or anywhere on, in the Hawaiian Islands, please arrive into Honolulu. And if you're traveling with a companion, you can go directly to Maui, but to the other islands, I suggest you fly into Honolulu first, okay? And always be prepared. And if you have any questions, please contact me. I will send you that white paper and um, I, I will walk you through something if you have any questions, okay? Thank you so much and happy 4th of July. Keep your dogs safe from the fireworks and uh, you take care. Big hug to your dogs. Aloha. Aloha, mama. May I just remind people that tomorrow's the GDUI luncheon for those who purchased tickets ahead of time. And that is in person. That part of tomorrow's events are not uh, Zoom available. But the uh, one o'clock session, our wrap-up session, which involves awards, uh, GDUI has like three awards that will be presented the um, drawing winners of the beautiful plush dogs in harnesses, handmade leather harnesses by Hava. The drawing winners will be announced tomorrow. And those tickets you can still purchase in the Barca Lounge, which is upstairs in Epiphany. And they're three for $5 or seven for 10. And the three dogs, there's a German Shepherd um, named Lincoln. There's a golden retriever named Wrigley after Wrigley Field. And there's a black lab named Charlie after Charlie Crawford. They're absolutely beautiful. And also, you're welcome to shop up in the lounge. We're going to be probably wrapping that up tomorrow before lunch. Um, They're free snacks and water. And uh, make yourself welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.